Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's episode. I know today's audio quality isn't of high standard, but this is a really great episode. It's another Fit Friends episode where I brought on my bestie, Lauren Ricks, to talk about all all the things, about mom friendships. We went on a tangent about the scale and how we have put worth in our weight, and that was an actually mind-blowing conversation, for me at least, because I know for me, the number that the scale has been reflecting, me and my relationship with the scale has not been the best since I had my second son, which was two and a half years ago. And we talk about making mom friends and cultivating deep mom relationships. And we talk about our friendship. And then it really just gets authentic, raw, real, and honest. I asked on Instagram if you wanted me to edit this down. But I got a 100% reaction to do a longer episode. So let me know what you think of this episode with me and my best friend. And also an exciting announcement. I have created something for those of you who are wanting to begin to sync with your cycle and change up, change up your lifestyle, your workouts, your nutrition, your to-dos, your productivity, your motherhood with where you're at in your cycle. And I created the Feminine Fitness Foundations to be that beginning level for you. The link to the Feminine Fitness Foundation is oh, Foundations is always in my Instagram bio. You can click the show notes, but if that link, I don't know why my show note links are really wonky, head to my Instagram, link is in my bio, and this is really that entry-level beginner step of getting to know where you're at in your cycle and then what to do to support that phase. It's very, very, very simple to go through. It's very simple to just focus on, okay, this is how I know what phase I'm in. And then you watch the video that's according to that phase. When you're about to go into a different phase, you watch that phase's video. And everything that I teach you on this podcast is really dialed in and focused And you can then cater it to your body. And it can be a supportive tool for you to use in trying to start working with your body instead of against it. To find out, hmm, is my body really having these normal fluctuations or is there some hormonal imbalances going on? You know, you really can just get that groundwork inside the Feminine Fitness Foundations. The Feminine Fitness is program is closed as of right now. I'm working very closely and intimately one-on-one, getting all of the eight-week modules out in that. And so until the doors of the Feminine Fitness program opens again, you can definitely start with Feminine Fitness Foundations. And I hope that you enjoy today's episode with my BFF, Lauren Ricks. She's Lauren Ricks. Rick's fit on Instagram. She's got some great motherhood support coming to what she is offering. Like if you want Lauren to be your motherhood BFF, go follow her on Instagram and let us know what you thought of today's episode. Welcome to Feminine Fitness, a podcast for women that want to make simple shifts in their fitness and nutrition that make a big difference. I'm your host, Joelle, and I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade. I teach women how to look and feel vibrant every day with workouts, food, and mindset changes that support feminine hormone cycles. Each episode, I will give simple tips that are easy to implement that align your goals with cycle syncing. 
If you feel like achieving your health and fitness goals is always a fight against your body, I want to help you stop the struggle and work with your body. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Fit Friends. I'm Joelle. And I am Lauren and I'm back. Woohoo! We're so glad Lauren is back. We're so glad Lauren is back. And we are coming to you guys with another Fit Friends episode. We're going to be talking about being a good mom friend. We're going to talk about how even as mothers who do things completely different, that we can still find connection, relationship, support, no matter what, because there's a lot of mom shaming out there and we are not here for that. And then also we're going to talk about, you know, how you can really connect and meet other mom friends that have similar interests in you. But first, like my friend, I've got you on here. We're going to chit chat a little bit. What's new with you? How's your workouts going? What program are you doing? Where are you at? How are you feeling about it? Um, I completed phase two of nine week control for last week and I'm doing the before lift four workouts right now. And I was actually going to ask you about this. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but since we're real life right now. Um, so <laughs> I don't even know how to ask this question. Um, I'm doing like before lift four cause I'm going into my cycle, but I feel like I'm always off when it comes to my luteal phase. So then it's like, I start my luteal phase and I do like, let's say before lift four and I'm like, okay, then in my head, I'm like, yeah, it works perfect. Because if I start my period this day, it will roll into, but it's always, it seems like I'm always like short days. So then I'm like, what should I do here? Not work out, work out, what go back to my old plan. Like, so that's where I'm at right now. But, um, I'm taking yeah. a rest day today. With, oh, you, you got a rest day today too. Yeah. Okay. So I've been playing around with that late luteal phase too. I would still continue to not do, not go into phase three yet until you're in your next either follicular or like right at the end of your menstrual phase. You know, when you get that rise of energy back up after your period, then go into phase three the being off on a few days. Cause like, for example, my app told me my period was supposed to come Tuesday yesterday and it hasn't. And so today I'm still like, what do I do? And instead of asking the question of what do I do? Think about what is it that you feel like mm -hmm. this last weekend I did bar because I was like, Oh, my period's going to be coming up. So I'm going to do the bar core those felt so freaking good. Here's where women get into the, this trouble mindset of like, my period hasn't come yet. Like, what should I do? And then we go into what our old thought patterns are of like, I should just work out hard until it happens. But right now in these like few days before your cycle, that's when um, progesterone and cortisol are doing their things. And if we do an intense workout, and that messes with our cortisol because progesterone and cortisol compensate for each other. If there's more and more cortisol, there's going to be a lower level of 
progesterone. Did, was I saying progesterone or did I say estrogen? Progesterone, which can lead to that like feeling of bloating or when your period does happen, it's going to hit you hard, right? And um, so kind of what I would do in these phases is just go through and do what you enjoy. If it feels like doing something that you write up on your own that utilizes because i know you also are loving the control track like you can do a back and biceps day throw in a couple moves on the control track and do your own thing during this time doing core work like the day before my app tells me my period's gonna come i like to do a core workout then and then yesterday I did, what did I do yesterday? I think I just went on my spin bike, which for me is an interesting thing. When I am like about to get my period, I get the inkling to sit on my spin bike and just do like a steady state cardio. I would imagine if it was nice out, I would want to go for like a walk outside, but it's way cold for that. Um, but does that help? Cause how are you still kind of mid luteal or late luteal? Um, like mid luteal. So I started before lift four on Monday, which would have been like beginning of luteal. So I'll just finish maybe like finish it tomorrow, Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday, maybe do like a bar or core or my own thing on the track and then take the menstrual period day off. See how I feel going into it. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, the way nine week control freak structured being like a circuit, a density, as she calls it a, set, a density, but it's circuit. And then ending with a Tabata, that is a great workout be, when estrogen levels are high. But if we work against progesterone and cortisol and adding stress during late luteal, you know, that's when like the time of the months are like, oh my gosh, my cramps are worse. And we're you know, exhausted. I feel like we, we talked about that last time about how like when I push through quote unquote, it's like those times I'm just super exhausted because of where I am in my cycle. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be starting phase three, probably on Monday ish. Okay. Um, and then I wanted to tell you this, cause I didn't think I told you about this in real life, but maybe <laughs> it is. I can't remember. We have so many conversations and I feel like sometimes we're on the same brain where we like should be able to read each other's mind, but we don't yet. Like yesterday about the whole me coming back to Minnesota, I was talking to Nick about that. And I was like, I swear I told her this, but in my mind, I probably just thought I told you. And we just have that brain where it's like, I guess I didn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't follow me on stories, I made fun of Lauren yesterday because the way Lauren tells news is she just like drops a little bomb in between like an explanation of something. So she was telling me a situation because she's going to get a new mom car eventually soon, probably. And I found this Instagram account that was like the mom car expert or whatever. And I was like, Hey, she's like, yeah, you know, we're not really going to be moving forward with this for sure until you know, we need the car to drive back up in August. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
drive back up to Minnesota in August, like my birthday's in August, like when in August, it's just basically coming up like around my birthday because I'm an Enneagram three and a Leo and God made me the way he did. August is just basically the month of Joel, but you know, that's. Surprise, <laughs> here we come for your birthday. <laughs> yeah, so I was joking around with that. But what I've been meaning to tell you is you're gonna be so shocked. I think if I haven't told you yet. I ditched the scale and I have not stepped on it at all in 2021. That's crazy and awesome. So and awesome. why you know, like explain to them how obsessed I was and have been obsessed with my weight since Jace was born. Oh yeah. I th- feel like that's been like the focus and it's so funny how and I mean we know this but sometimes we need people to remind us that of like the scale is a tool it's not the thing and sometimes I think we get caught up in thinking like and this is exactly what you went through like when we're this size there's gonna be rainbows and unicorns and I'm gonna feel amazing right and it's like you can still be that number on the scale and still not be happy where you're at so I'm so proud of you for totally ditching it and you know what was the big aha moment that I had And I think I had this thought when I was out on a walk or on my spin bike or something where I was thinking about the number that shows up when I step on the scale. And I was thinking about, are there women who look fit and lean and strong and healthy and confident at this weight? Like if I didn't go down a pound or up a pound, like can my body still look amazing. And I was like, yes, you know, and it, and it was this, um, project board I'm pointing behind me for those of you who are listening, but Lauren sees it where I thought of myself and Lauren's going to come on the podcast and kind of talk about outlining weight loss goals in this project board way, Lauren Francois, a different Lauren guys, but another Lauren, but she had me do this exercise and I was like, well, when I get to my goal weight, I could like smash my skill with the sledgehammer and not care what it thought. And she was like, okay, well, don't care about what it says right now. Like it's not serving you. It's not being used as a tool in a productive way. So get rid of it for a while. And I was like, okay, ha ha ha, funny, funny. And I thought for sure, come February, I'd want to like step on it and see where I was at. And I haven't wanted to. And even I was thinking last night, because last night we had dinner, I was laying in bed, kind of just watching a show. And I felt like the genuine urge of hunger, which for me, that doesn't necessarily happen because I'm usually like dinner and done, don't really think about food. But knowing I'm in like late, late luteal phase, I'm like, my body needs more calories. Maybe I didn't eat enough calories during the day. So I went on downstairs and don't put me on a pedestal. I went down and got like chips and cheese and heated up and had salsa. But I w- was like, I know that Joelle, who was stepping on the scale, would have seen a little bit of an influx because I had something salty in a, in a carb before bed. So yeah, if I woke up in the morning, the scale probably would have been up a little bit from sodium retention, but I would have let that like just totally mess with my mindset and my inner dialogue 
today. And today there has been no shame, no negative inner dialogue. I put on um, like this pair of joggers and has the shirt like front tucked into it. And I'm like, I feel phenomenal about my body today. But if I would have had that scale and trying to have been use it as a tool, and if I would have seen the numbers go up, gone up, my inner dialogue would have been like, oh, like that chips and salsa and cheese made you put on some pounds, which it's such a back and forth. And I do think like in a different mind frame, could it be used as a positive tool in a different season of life? But there's just, you know, it's been two and a half years since Jace has been born and like that's been long enough of trying to use it as a positivity tool. And, and I think a couple things on that. Like, I think one, your body composition has changed dramatically in the last year, whether the scale shows it or not, there's a huge difference. And I feel like I preach this to my ladies is like, that's why the progress pictures are so important because it's like you can physically see and it's like wouldn't you rather feel really good in your clothes no matter what the weight is versus what the scale says right um and then the other thing is it's like you said it's the mindset going in it so when people are using it as like a productive positive tool it could definitely be that but when you like are getting on it and it's making your mindset totally negative against yourself. And then you start thinking like, Oh, now I can't have chips and salsa because that makes me gain weight. Now I can't have carbs before bed because that makes me gain weight. Now, you know, like all these things our mind tells us, which really in all reality, our bodies fluctuate. My body fluctuates at least five pounds, probably every day, not even joking. (laughs) So it's like, it's just crazy that mindset game. And we should, we should have a, podcast on just mindset in general when it comes to life (laughs) yeah yeah and and the way that we put the the number on the scale detach it to our mindset you know and thinking about the weight I was in high school versus the weight I was in college versus the weight I was before kids versus the weight I was now it's like we have I I'm not saying anybody else needs to do this but I want to accept where I'm at right now and just make it the best, you know? And I, I don't think that if I would have gotten a magic wand and got my wish of dropping that amount of pounds and then stepping on the scale and seeing it, I wouldn't even feel as good today as getting that wish. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel better today than if I would have just gotten it like, whoop. You dropped all of those pounds. Now you're back to this number you wanted to be at, you know? Right. Well, I know I think about like back, oh, man, back like in my early twenties, I always thought my goal weight, it was like 145 and you guys, I'm five, nine. So I'm tall. Um, 145 was always hard for me to, I never stayed at it. I stayed at it when I was in the reset and it was probably because it was like super strict. Now I'm like, 170 something that's like where my body is at post baby number two and I I think like my gosh early 20 self would have been like oh my gosh 170 pounds are you kidding but I feel so strong today way more than I did pre-babies mostly like in like mindset wise too 
you literally just blew my mind with that statement because it's it's your mindset that changed because that's exactly what my inner dialogue has been because i think of myself you know and we can throw out numbers like that and just know everybody's body is different and everything i'm i me joelle am five three and before kids i was like 115. after bryce i my first i got to like 124 and then kind of saw like 120 126 and was kind of like in that fluctuation and after jace it was like my body has been staying around 140 and i've been trying to lean back down lean back down to 124 and instead of being like being like what you just said like you know, I know my 20 year old self would be shocked that I'm happy and comfortable with where I'm at today. I need to be happy where I'm at and comfortable with where I'm at today. And I didn't realize like you had that goal of 149 back then and where you're at now. Yeah. Yeah. Back then and where you're at now, like, you know, I've been letting like that 20 pound difference that I've been having this mindset shift with control so much of my joy in fitness, my joy in nutrition, my confidence in being a health and fitness coach. Like people care that Joelle weighs 120, you know, like dumb, dumb. Right. Right. Well, and I think about when I, when I look side by side of like where I was, let's say when I started my beach body journey, right. And where I am now. Yeah. I'm what? 20 pounds heavier, but I'm so much more stronger. And I've given birth to two babies. Like our bodies have created two babies, two babies. And that was a mindset shift I had to have. Cause I know it was that I feel like that for me shifted after I had Parker, after I had Grayson. And I know we're going to have a whole podcast on this, but even after I had Grayson, it was still the trying to get back down to 150, what like that area where now I'm like, this is where I'm at and I'm just going to keep getting stronger. And if the weight goes down, the weight goes down. If it stays the same, I'm happy. I'm happy here. It's crazy. Wow. Wow. That was a long intro, but I think that was so good to kind of go off. So So let's go uh, a little bit into how we became friends. We'll just like throw out the story super quick. We, Lauren and I met probably exactly 10 years ago because I started working at a daycare center in January of 2010. It was like legit January, 2010. I started working there and then her and I became friends just because we were having a like casual conversation. She became a business partner with me and my team, Misfit Republic. We really just had this passion for fitness and because of the business keeping us connected we do like we were living in the same city at the time and in the same state at the time and because we were just going through so many of the same seasons of life like lauren um finished her degree we were building our businesses she met her husband and got married and i met my husband and got married she was getting pregnant with babies i was getting pregnant with babies and then like home buying and all of that kind of stuff just really connected us and also 
this, is there anything you want to add to her love story? No, that sounds good. <laughs> That's just the gist of it. Since we were so long-winded in the beginning, we'll keep that short and simple. And that the reason I truly believe, so this kind of leads us into talking about mom friendships and friendships in motherhood, because when you become a mom, friendships change and friends who don't understand, like I was that mom before becoming a mom being like, I'm still going to make time for my people. I'm like, I don't know why adding a, a little mini human to the mix changes anything, but it does. And because we were going through so much similarity with like, when we had our first babies that kept us connected but truly i think when it comes to like having good mom friends one must check yourself that make make sure you are being a good mom friend that you're not putting judgment or expectations onto yourself or onto anyone else of what friendship needs to look like because yeah sometimes Friendship does look like meeting up with kids. Sometimes it looks like meeting up without kids. Sometimes it means not seeing or talking to each other for an extended period of time. And that's okay. Like you don't have to have, I just see so many times in female friendships where it's like, well, she hasn't even messaged me about so-and-so. And it's like, girl, if she's got little kids at home, she's probably just like, grabbing a snack in the pantry while her kids are throwing a fit or so like there's just so much judgment and expectations on like what the relationship needs to be and I feel like for us we just let our relationship be what it is right and I think on that topic too take the responsibility I mean we neither one of us are like oh my gosh, Joelle hasn't texted me yet. Like, then I'm not going to text her because she's not texting me or she, she's in town and she didn't even stop by. I can't, you know, we're taking the responsibility. It's my responsibility to, if I want to talk to Joelle, it's my responsibility to be like, hey, how's it going? How was your weekend? What are you doing? How are you feeling? Whatever. And not depend on her to be, to be the one reaching out and being like, here's how I'm feeling today. Right? So I feel like that's just in general, take the responsibility. Um, I don't know where else I was going with that one. Yeah. And then just kind of rolling into knowing that there is so many different ways to mother, different ways of doing things. All kids are different. That is just so important. And then also, you know, there's a special kind of friendship when it's, open communication and kind of effortless. For example, people would often message me about how awesome it was, how we had our play dates. And I wanted to say time and time again, it was barely ever scheduled. A lot of the times it was like, Hey, my kids are going cray cray. Can we just come over to your house? And she like, Lauren was always welcome to show up with her kids and everybody be in their pajamas or you know, I didn't expect her kids to come to my house and be behaved. Like there were some play dates where our two oldest sons were like literally at each other about everything. And then other play dates where it was like, oh, thank gosh, they just have each other to entertain. But there was just zero expectation of the duration, the like knowing ahead of time, 
the planning portion of it, it was just so casual and comfortable. And I think for us, it helped having, what, they're four and a half now, having six years of our friendship building to get to that point, right? Because we've, we, me and you have grown comfortable with each other to that point. And I know, and I can talk on this a little bit, like moving to Utah and having to meet new mom friends, it's still, there is still that, not that I clean my house like super clean, but it's different. It's me and your friendship is so different than any mom friend I have met yet. And I think it's because we have, we had such a strong friendship before we became moms and then becoming moms strengthened it even more, like it strengthened it even more because we were even more connected on like, Hey, this is what's going on with me. How is your kid today? Or I just need to mom vent for a second. And we gave each other space to do that because we knew where we were both coming from. That's a good point. And the funny thing is, is like, since you've moved, there have been a handful of people where I've tried to be like, hey, if you guys aren't doing anything today, we're not doing anything today, swing on over. And I feel like so many ladies, like, have a hard time communicating, like, that doesn't work for our schedule today. Or like, they want to make it into like, this playdate showcase where it needs to be Instagram worthy or something. And I don't even know really what I mean by that is, is like, if people come to my house and maybe I'm saying this for, you know, maybe other moms who haven't been willing to open their doors to other people coming over. But like, if my house is wiped up, cool. If it's not, and my kids have yogurt all over my kitchen island, uh, it's fine that my friends show up and see that. I don't care if your kids misbehave at my house. And I, I guess I didn't think of that with the depth of our friendship has been lasting so long, but I think of some of the people that I've been trying to invite over to my house and, and they've come over and they're either like apologizing for the kids taking toys from each other. And I, and like, this doesn't have to be so formal. This is you know, for them and for us to like breathe, not put on a show. Right. Maybe it's not so much you, it's just them. I also think we both have been like parallel for our minds at work. And I feel like this is something we can talk about a lot lately because we've both been working so hard on this. It's hard when you're trying to have playdates with other moms that don't align with working on themselves mentally and physically, because then it's like, they're apologizing for things where you're like, it's not a big deal. They're kids, but internally their dialogue is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're doing that right now. I can't believe my kid peed on the floor. I can't believe my kids threw that toy. I can't believe my kid did all this thing. And it's, they're internalizing it where me and you we've been working on ourselves so much and parenting, bouncing off parenting ideas and like different books and like all of this where we know they're kids. It's going to happen. It's has no reflection on you and it has no reflection on me Yeah. where some moms aren't to that point yet. That makes sense. And then we can totally roll into just that, you know, it's totally 
okay. If you're like, okay, I'll, to my, to the listeners, like, okay, this is all great and awesome, but how do I find parents that are like me? And I want to just reiterate that Lauren and I don't do everything exactly the same. We do many things different. Let's start naming all the things we do different. We did different. Formula bottle feeding. Natural birth, epidural birth. I was all epidural and Lauren was all breastfeeding. And Joelle was like, give me the drugs. Or not the drugs. I wanted the epidural, okay? Um, and Lauren was like, no, I don't want any of that. Um, I had bed rest during pregnancy. Lauren got workout to continue. My whole pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, work out through your pregnancy. Um, I was Grayson co-sleeping and I was and still and probably would always be a psychopath about sleep training and kids being in their own spaces me having my own space what else do we do different I think just how we react sometimes is totally different (laughs) so I was thinking about this too uh, there's this like TikTok Instagram reel or whatever that's talking about marriages and it's like in every marriage, there's one that is crazy and one that is boring. And I think what they mean is one that is crazy and one that's calm, cool, collected, got it together, a little bit more sound and steady. I'm crazy. Lauren is calm, cool, sound, steady. So I would say... You've got, I'm, I'm going to give you a compliment, though. You've gotten so much better with being cool, collective, and calm over the last four years (laughs) that's because of my hormones like really balancing out my hormones I do think a lot of that reactionary fight or flight stressed out like in the moment like (gasps) like tense over everything was hormonal Mm -hmm. and it it, because like that's what cortisol does it's just that fight that fight 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 like it's you've got to I don't, I don't even really know how to explain, but I think the balancing out of my hormone cycle syncing, all of that has helped, but yeah, definitely. So here's a funny story on like our parenting techniques. Remember when Grayson was going through a phase of like, you would give him the warning of we're going to leave in a little while and count down the minutes. And then it'd be the time to like leave. And you would be like, Grayson, it's time to go. He's like, no, no. And I remember for a while you were like, I'm going to leave without you. And I was like, Lauren, he's testing you. He knows you're not going to do it. So I was like, just go, let's see what he does. And so Lauren was like, I'm going to leave without you. And Grayson like went sneakily. I think he was either trying to go upstairs or like trying to go somewhere. But then when he actually, I think your car was actually parked in my garage too that day. Cause he saw you pulling away lost it and he was like and I think after that he didn't try that situation again but it's it's so funny because I just remember in that moment like you being very do they in the parenting world do they call it like not necessarily passive and submissive but you were really trying to get him voluntarily to get into the car by his own choice Mm -hmm. Where there's me, where there were some mornings with Bryce where I'm like, I, I, you're fighting me getting in the car seat and it's just time to get in the car seat. It's not a choice. So that's where I was like, Lauren Golden, like 
you said you're gonna go you you teach him that lesson and so how like we are just literally pendulums on the opposite spectrum but like you said i have been doing work to be more um passive gentle like not as like reactionary in my parenting but i still do take that preference of like authoritarian when it comes to and i definitely think as grayson's gotten older i have gotten more i'm still a little bit that way but i'm also like you're old enough now to know this is what's happening right um where it was probably in the beginning where it was still like we were trying to me i should speak on myself like find find my my parenting skill of like what feels good and i think that's the biggest part of like parenting for both of us is like we have yeah we've listened to podcasts we've read books we've done all this stuff and then we figure out what feels good for us it's not, I'm going to do it this way because this is a book set. This is what the book said. Even if we try and do it and we're like, mm, that doesn't really feel right. And I guess for me, that's how I parent is I try and like, I'm learning and I'm educating and then I'm picking up apart what feels good to me. And I'm trying that. And if that doesn't work, I try it again and I tweak it and I try it again and I tweak it. And really that's what parenting has been for me, I guess, for the last four and a half years. And we have love and respect for each other and each other's children, even if we're doing things different. For sure. Like, Lauren and I even sometimes joked when I was bottle feeding Bryce and she was breastfeeding Grayson, where it's like two moms in a room together, one bottle feeding, one breastfeeding. Gasp! We should, by society standards, be against each other. And we were like, that's BS. We're just moms who are trying to do the best that we can and even in like frustrating times of when i was trying to figure some things out lauren never pressured her choice on me and i never pressured my well i shouldn't say that because i'm a little bit more of a pressure person but that and that's where like enneagram eights enneagram threes and enneagram ones kind of have to submit to there is no one right way to do things but I never was like, Lord, just give your kid a formula. Who cares? Like, you know, like your breastfeeding priority isn't important. You know, I, I never said that. And I never felt like, you know, with Jace, I was very open of like, I don't know, but I'm probably going to lean towards formula again. You were never like, oh, you should just try it. It's the most magical thing. It's better. You're poisoning your kid if you're giving them formula. Like you never made me feel that way. Right. And I can go say like the complete opposite too of like, whenever I came to your house, I never felt like I had to go to another room to feed my kids. It was like, okay, this is what's happening. (laughs) It wasn't, uh, um, can I go feed my baby somewhere because my boob's going to be out? <laughs> and that probably stemmed from you knowing me for like a thousand yeah. years, yeah. a thousand years too. Cause yeah, we've done so, you know, parent so differently. And even like we could listen to the same podcast and even be like, I liked this takeaway and I didn't like this takeaway. And we don't tell each other like, well, it's wrong that you like that one and don't like that one. I think too, for that, talking about that topic is it's been super helpful that we both take away different things because then when we go through a situation where 
and usually it was kind of like this where like I was going through a situation and you're like, Oh, remember that book? This is maybe try this. Or I remember like hearing this in that book or this on that podcast about X, Y, and Z. And then I could be like, Oh, I don't even remember. Like I listened to that same podcast because most of the time we're like, you should listen to this or you should read this. But the way you took it was different than the way I took it. And I could apply the way you took it to what was going on in like my situation at the time, which I think is super helpful, which goes back to both of us wanting, I really think it just comes down to too. It's like both of us wanting to constantly be better and get better for ourselves. Not just like, we're just constantly growing and evolving, Mm -hmm. which I feel like helps our friendship too, is we're constantly growing and evolving and working on beliefs, motherhood stuff, relation, marriage stuff, and our faith. And it's a lot of the things we're going through. We've been, like you said, going through it together, but they're not just surface level. Like we're both pregnant at the same time. It's the mindset piece too. So we can have conversations for hours about belief work and mindset work and motherhood and all this kind of stuff. And there's no judgment or no negativity there. Cause we're, we both know we're working on bettering ourselves. Yeah. I did have an interesting conversation with somebody else that was talking about their spouse being frustrated with all the things that she talks to her friends about. And I was like, okay, well, what do you mean? And she was going on to explain that, you know, she talks to her friends about things that are going on in life, things that she's frustrated with, like typical stuff, but it comes back around. And I think the girl code that I want to stop is like, it's not like friendships and motherhood and all that isn't out to be like, I or we have it better than them, or so-and-so told me this, or how can I even articulate this in the sense of, I wanted to say to her, you know, I talked to my closest friend, Lauren, and just a few other people about that kind of stuff. And I don't expect it. I, I know it won't come back around to anyone else. Like the gossiping situation, that's what I'm getting, getting down to is, you know, you've got, I take responsibility that people know if they come to me to talk to me about what's going on in their life, their mindset work, their spouse, their family, there is no judgment. There is love and respect across the board for what people are telling me. I honor that. And I know you are the same way. You like, you know, you could confide in me about marital stuff and I'm not going to like throw shade on your spouse. I'm not going to tell you, oh yeah, men are the dumbest or he's like, he shouldn't treat you that way or which that's not the case for either of our marriages, you know, but there's not a sense of like gossipy situation really when when you want to develop a deep friendship like you like Lauren and I have with somebody you've got to have a sense of like what we talk about here stays here and stays between us yep and it's not a like it's not a topic of gossip for another friendship it's not we don't take it and we're not like, oh my gosh, so-and-so, Joelle told me this the other day. I cannot believe it. 
or even a lot of what her child did or whatever. And a lot of the things even me and Joelle talk about are things I don't tell Nick because it stays between me, me and Joelle. And Nick probably doesn't even care to be honest with you. He'd be like, okay, why are you telling me this? That's what I was saying to this in this other conversation. I was genuinely like, does your husband really care if you're regurgitating everything that you guys talked about on girls night and why, like, cause the same, I don't tell Sean about our, especially a lot of our mindset work and our motherhood and stuff because him as the dad has the right to parent how he wants to parent too. So that I just didn't understand, but I know that's why so many women's relationships don't develop into something deep is because it's kind of like that, and especially probably more so when living in small town and if you're in small town situations. I also think with that topic is, and you touched on this a little bit, where I am not, what is that saying? I'm not sharing my dirty laundry. What is airing, airing my dirty laundry? Isn't there a saying that's like that? With everybody. It's, literally Joelle or even sometimes my mom, if I'm having like something and it's usually Joelle, Joelle is normally my go-to person when I'm like, I need to vent. This is happening. Like it's not, I'm not going to all of my quote unquote girlfriends to vent and air my dirty laundry about what's going on in my life. It's Joelle. And I think that builds a really strong, solid relationship because we're not she knows that I'm not going to everybody telling them everything I'm telling her. Mm-hmm. It's between me and her. The trust. The trust. Because I know in the past, I think about like in high school and even in my early 20s, sometimes I could tell like I was the fifth person this person told this drama to. And then you turn around and you talk to another friend and they're like, oh yeah, she told me that too. Oh yeah, she told me that too. And it's like, okay, obviously what you were telling me had it wasn't that important if you're telling everybody about it. And what else are, you know, like if you're telling this kind of stuff, I'm going to watch what I'm saying around a person like that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about meeting. So I've never been in this really type of situation of meeting new friends in a different state. Right. Talk about that experience. How did you, meet people. What has been that experience been like? So when we did it in Fargo, I feel like it was easy because we had a park in our neighborhood. So that was, I will say it's way easier to meet other mom, quote unquote, friends when you have kids and the kids are running around. Cause that's an easy, how old are your kids? Do you like, do you work? Are you, do you stay home with them? Like, what do you do? Um, do you live in the neighborhood? Um, one of the friends, so that was kind of like Fargo, North Dakota, how I kind of did it there besides you. I mean, that was easy. Um, here in Utah, it's been a little bit different. Um, the one friend that I've met that we've had weekly play dates with and Grayson and her daughter get along. Grayson is my four and a half year old. They get along really well. I actually met on a mom app. It's called called again? Peanut. And I haven't been on it since I met her. And it was something I, I went on before we moved. Cause I was like, how in the heck am I supposed to meet? Cause for me, I knew 
both me and Gray needed to have weekly play dates. I needed to get out. I knew he needed friends to play with. And I was like, how am I supposed to do this? And I heard about this app on a podcast somewhere. So I checked it out. And that's where I met my friend um, who we have play dates with now. But besides her, the other ladies I've met that I've had play dates with um, over the like seven months we've been here, I've met at parks, which is super, super simple. But we end up being at the parks at the same time because it just aligns with our kids' routine. And I feel it out. I've gotten a lot better with like feeling my feelings with, oh, did that jive? Was that weird? I don't try and force things. Um, I kind of let, if our kids are getting along and playing, then I'm like, oh, hey, you know, and then I just ask the same question, like, oh, how old are your kids? Looks like they're playing. Um, and sometimes it jives and sometimes it doesn't. And I don't try and like force it. Um, I will say we've had one, I've had one play date with a mom that did not end. Well, I shouldn't say it didn't end well, but the vibe, our vibes were not the same. And I just didn't feel like I had to continue that relationship because we had a play date together. It was just kind of like, I'm not really jiving with your energy and how you parent and how you're like presenting yourself to your kids. That's not how I do it. And that was, I like gave myself grace in that sense where I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had to force that relationship, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, parks, parks. Yeah. Go to parks and meet mom friends. It's easier here in Utah because today we're getting snow, but this is the first day we've had like this kind of weather in a long time. So it's easy for me to get out and go to different parks, you know, a couple days a week and meet, meet friends that way. Yeah. I think too, if, especially for stay at home moms and yeah, COVID situation, everybody has different comfort levels, depending on where you live, right. the type of situations, but we are taking Bryce to swimming lessons next week. And I was like, I am so excited to bring him to swimming lessons because I just want to see other adults too, you know? And I know it's not necessarily going to be this like, hi, I'm going to sit next to this random mom that like, and just try to become her bestie. But from somebody who works from home, works out at home, drops my kids off at daycare and comes home to work, it's really important, I think, for moms to make the effort to be outward, even if it feels like more work. Because trust me, I am the queen of like rhythms and routines. And when I was like, I know I want to get Bryson swimming lessons, and I saw the times and the days and the options, I was like, is it really worth it? Is it really worth it logistically and time-wise and figuring out something for Jace and they're probably going to be later um, bedtimes and who knows how Bryce is even going to react when he's trying to take lesson from somebody else while I'm there and watching. But I was like, okay, I've just got to put myself out there. I've got to start trying you know, if, if in my heart, I know I want to start being around people in person. Cause I didn't have this desire really when Lauren was living here, because it was like my face to face friend was just coming over every Friday. <laughs> like that was just set in stone and filled that bucket. And it was, you know, for a while and in the fall, I was kind of like, Oh, you know, I, I missed that. And then I was like recently thinking I need 
that adult in-person interaction. And so even yesterday when I went to sit at the coffee shop for a little bit and just the presence of being around other females and especially at that particular cop coffee shop it it's a like there's bible verses everywhere it's the owner is a christian and she is just so sweet and just being in the presence of her even though we weren't like talking i i was like i loved being out of my house and as moms and especially of if those of you guys are stay-at-home moms or even working moms who get in that routine of like drop the kids off go to work pick the kids up dinner and bedtime drop you know go to sleep repeat 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 take a take a day to just completely shift up or take a moment to completely shift things up maybe on the saturday you're not doing like the same old saturday thing but you're in you know inviting people to your house or their house. So it's still something casual, doesn't have to be made into a big deal, but you're shaking up the routine a little bit and knowing, I just think 100% knowing for play dates that it's okay for your kids to not behave. It's okay for your kids to like do things kids do like take toys away from each other and and all of that stuff and actually the more comfortable you get around a friend and their friends the more they're probably going to fight or throw fits and and that's a good sign right Right. i think too if you are a mom looking to find more mom friends like you said like getting out of your comfort zone but if you are a working mom instead of having dinner at home take it to a park or take, we did so many, when we first moved here, we did so many picnic lunches at parks because it worked out with Parker's schedule and her naps. We did so many picnics and it got us out of the house and it kind of was, I was hitting like three birds with one stone, literally. Grayson got out to get to play. We got lunch, not messing up the kitchen. (laughs) And then we could come home and he was tired, put Parker down for a nap. I got out whether whether I met anyone or not, I think that too is I never had an expectation of like, we're going to go to a park today and I'm going to meet a mom friend. It was like, we're going to go to a park because my kids need to get outside and we're both just better when we're outside, me and my son. Um, And then I just let things happen. I like looked around, I saw who he was playing with and I tried to like connect that kid with whoever the mom was. And I don't want it to sound like super judgy, but you can kind of tell when you, when you see a person, if their appearance vibes with like your appearance, does that make sense? I mean, it sounds kind of judgy, but it wasn't ever like in a judgment way. It was just like, Oh, she looks cool. Like she looks like somebody I could be friends with. And then it, I would just let it do its thing, whether she came up to me or I just flowed. It flowed. I never like tried to force anything. Yeah, I think that's, it's not necessarily judgy. It's just being like having an intuition because you never know if that like other mom at the park, she she does not want to meet any friends that day. And that's okay. You know, that's okay too. Like maybe she just was like, I am here at the park so I can just zone out, sit by myself in silence while my kid plays. If And, And that's how I was at sometimes too. Now I know when I'm in a certain phase in my cycle, it's like, okay, I'm, we're going to the park because my kids need to go to the park. And most of the times when I'm at that 
phase, it's we just go to our neighborhood park. I'm not packing up the kids and going to a different park because I'm just like, we need to go to a park and you guys just need to play and I just need to sit. <laughs> but, this is how the cycle thinking plays into this aspect. So here's follicular phase going to the park. You think of packing a lunch and killing the three birds with one stone. And you know, if you, you meet somebody else there, a-okay if your kid if you like don't talk to somebody else a-okay here's ovulation you pack the you pack the lunch you also are very like hey like outward and like wanting to meet other people and then in luteal you're like just get out the door we're going to the park and then you're the mom that's sitting on the bench because it's like during luteal phase, it's a-okay for my kids to be playing by themselves at the park, whereas in ovulation or follicular, you know, you're the mom going on the monkey bars and down the slide, and then in luteal, you're like, I do not need to be that persona today. It is a-okay, and it is fine, <laughs> and that's how cycle thinking plays into even just something as how is our park situation going to go? <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yep, and now I know that, where in the past it would be something where I would get frustrated because it would take us forever to get out the door or I'd get to the park and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so crabby. I hope nobody looks at me. Why am I feeling this way? Like not making eye contact with people. I hope my kids don't play with anybody because I really don't want to talk to any. You know, that happens too. <laughs> it's not just always I'm out there because I'm an introvert too. I feel like I'm a little bit maybe more outgoing introvert, but I definitely am an introvert too where I, I crave that deep connection and sometimes I don't where I'm just like, I don't really want to talk to anybody, but we need to get out and be outside. So we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks friend for joining us today. An hour later. <laughs> Has it been that long? I knew it was going to kind of roll into a long episode. We definitely want to do um, topics on postpartum and just so many other things. So if you guys like this episode, please let us know on Instagram. If you like these long ones, if you want them to be shorter, let us know. But I, I just love chatting with you friend and it's always so much fun. Ditto. Thanks for having me.